1: Hello, my mesmerizing marketing tribe. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Laura Cole, who is the founder of TrueWorks Roofing. I can't wait to dive in with you. You've got such a great background and experience and such a great story to tell. So, today, for our audience, we're going to be talking about empowering female leaders and how they can break the status quo, which is something, Laura, that you have done as the founder of TrueWorks Roofing. And we want to share your wisdom with our audience. So let's go rewind back in time a little bit, and let's talk about your background. Where did you grow up? Did you go to college? If you did, were you even a fan of college?
2: Well, I grew up in and around Houston on the outskirts and the suburbs. We moved a couple of times. I went to a couple of different schools. I did get my associates in business and financing from a community college. Close by, I stayed local, and then as life happens... As we all know, I got into the service and hospitality area, and I stayed in that for a while. I started getting managerial positions, and I was only in like a handful of jobs. I was there for quite a few years each, and I I think I learned more doing that than my couple of years in community college. I know I never went to a four-year, but it had me grow up very fast and learn business and sales and Actual communications, I think, better than a classroom did.
1: (laughs) You know, I totally agree with you because I went to college as well for many years. And I'm just going to be honest. It was a waste of time because the majority of what I learned, and I have to be honest, I feel like part of it was a waste of time. And part of it, I'm glad that, you know, I do have a college education, But it's the curriculum, I feel like whatever I learned in in the majority of the courses that I took, I never really, you know, had a need to use that in real life. And it's just the courses that they make you take. And I've had these conversations with so many people, and we always talk about what's more important. Is it more important to be book smart or street smart? And I think, you know, to me, I think being book smart is good. But I think you also have to be street smart because if you don't have the street smarts that they don't teach you in school or university, you're still not going to be able to live your life to the optimal level, right? What I'm hearing is from you actually getting out there and working in the hospitality industry that the experience that you got was invaluable and it really positioned you to be a successful founder of TrueWorks Roofing and a female leader as well. So Laura, what's your opinion on what's more important, book smart or street smart? Everybody
2: digests information their own way. Some people, it does speak to them better in a curriculum, and then they take that out into the world, which is what we're all taught to do. For me, I'm I'm a very hands-on visual. Those real-world experiences actually just... Hit me in a different way. but I, I have plenty of friends who went to four year colleges, and I mean, like they have doctorates now, and you need that to have those type of degrees. and i I just think more in a service industry, it would be nice if every type of job out there, your communication skills were on point in in that industry and being in it for so long is actually, getting to meet everybody from all walks of life that I don't think I necessarily would have met had I not been there.
1: The hospitality industry, it really has set you up for where you are today. And going back to that time, I know that you probably learned so much, right? Besides having great communication skills, what are some other things that were your biggest takeaways from working in the hospitality industry for so many years?
2: Yes, the communication skills were key. It did actually help me. I I figured out myself, I think, a little better. We all were ever-changing. And I think to be one version of yourself is just, what is that version? Being exposed to so many different walks of life really gives you perspective on how tiny you make your own bubble of who you think you should be, what you think you're capable of and what you're not capable of, and what other people have told you when you were growing up or that you saw or were surrounded by. And you, things can get into a little bubble and you don't realize it's a little bubble until you expand getting to know a lot of different other people and experiences. It really helped me find out the truest version of myself in that moment, the best version that I could be of myself. It took a lot of hard years. Absolutely. Luckily came out on the other side, nice big beam of me, you know, and I was very happy about that. And I continue to do that. And what I like the most is once you do that one time, it gets easier and easier to take risks. Because if you don't, then there's nothing to be nervous about. There's nothing to be stressed about, but you're just complacent and that's where you are. And okay, that's okay to take some some breaks and be there and enjoy this level of your life, this step in your life. But if you're continually making goals, making things that push the envelope, doing things outside of your comfort zone, even if it's a little bit at a time, those bigger steps, they just become... First nature. You just really develop the confidence that comes with that. I love that in my, I'm, I'm in my thirties now and my friends, we all seem to be thriving in our thirties. I call it the roommate upstairs. The person that tells you, no, you can't. Why did you say that? All those little idiosyncrasies. You just get tired of it. By your 30s, I feel like you really are just like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, I'm going to go take that job offer. I'm going to start a roofing company. I'm going to get on roofs. I'm going to, you know, climb on ladders. I'm going to close deals. I'm going to do these things. 15 years ago, would have ever thought that being in that type of industry would lead me to where I am. And that's one thing I always like to keep in in mind when I'm making my goals for myself is if they seem a bit far-fetched or maybe a little unattainable, that I would have never thought I would be where I am today. And that's what I need to keep hoping for myself is that in two years, I'll look back and go, wow, I never thought that I could actually get this. But in a sense, you do.
1: Yeah, it's about dreaming big and doing something that scares you because it's the right thing to do, right? But so many people are scared, and I think they have imposter syndrome. They're not ready to take the leap. And I think sometimes you just have to do things scared. And what happens is when you step into doing something that's supposed to be a good thing, even if you're scared, what ends up happening is that you end up coming out of it where you've gone through a transformation. And that transformation will elevate you to the highest levels. And then the next time you have to do something scared, it's not as scary anymore. It just becomes easier and easier and easier. And it's all about that. It's about conditioning your mind to take these little leaps of doing things, doing scary things every single day, and even making scary decisions within your business. And after all, that's what running a business is about. Entrepreneurship is about taking risks. And if you look up the definition of entrepreneurship, it's going to say entrepreneurs are people who take risks, right? You know, speaking of risk, I really am interested to know, how did you come up with a concept of launching a roofing company during a worldwide pandemic? Tell us about the timing. Tell us about the mindset and tell us about the thought process at that time. I mean, and that was only
2: not even two years ago. It seems so long ago. And we're actually just such different people from then. But Joel was in the industry. He was selling roofs. He was running a lot of his jobs from beginning to end. And he was very great at it. So me and my husband were... Really at a state where I I was working, you know, in hospitality still. He was selling roofs and he would come home every night and, I mean, really tell me all the things that he, like, wished that his boss would implement in the company. And these were very high-end customers. They were everywhere, but he dealt with a lot of very high-end It was lack of financing options. Just because you have a big house doesn't mean you don't want to pay a huge deductible. So he wasn't open to doing these financing options. There was a lack of communication. You know, it was a lot of text messaging and phone calls and nothing was being logged. And things were just getting lost in translation. And he was just doing 100% of everything and not really receiving 100% of the benefit of it. It just got to the point where he really did some research. I really do credit the growth, how rapid our growth has been in this company to his research because he will all day, every day. I know if he's on his phone, it's work-related. And he if he's listened to a podcast, it's work-related. If he's on Instagram, it is work-related. And it is just on and on. And so he's introduced me to a lot of great mentors in the field. And it's just amazing now with... This technology of Skypes and Zooms and video calls and now with the pandemic, everything going virtual, that all meetings are just this way now and all of these mentors are just loving to give out this free advice and we're just like not used to that. It's, oh, I'm, I have a successful company, I'm not going to share my secret because I want to stay successful So having all these really big wigs in the roofing industry, give him leadership and tips. We're all going to hit mistakes in the brand new company, but saving him from a lot of things that they went through 25 years ago, and it it just built him up with that kind of confidence. And then me and him would sit at the end of the night and he would just start making lists and go, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Let's do this. And I think what makes it work so well is he keeps that consumer mentality That's what we really, really, really push in our company to our employees, to staff, is that you always need to keep that consumer mentality because once you lose that, that's how you get that stale transaction. We develop relationships with our customers. This is a very big, big, big investment. And to go back, it really just got to the point where it was the pandemic. And whenever we pulled the trigger on it, it was like a month before like lockdown. We already had the idea to go more digital, to go more app friendly. Just more in the sense that people are just so on the move. Phone calls, people aren't sitting on the phone all night talking about the roof. Send them an app that... It has a live link to their inspection photos, send them a customer portal link that has everything in one spot that they can access on their phone or their emails. They don't have to keep up with anything, no, no long text message list. Where's my contract, you know, no snail mail, trying not to do that. It was actually a very easy transition for us as a new company. And as a company that wanted to start kind of speaking a little more to the new tech. So a lot of roofing companies did have to adjust very quickly, update their websites, um, start making a bigger presence on social media, all of that very quickly. And we just kind of got to build it up that way. It was the right timing for him. He was like, I feel confident enough. I've done my research. I, I have a basis of what I want this company to actually portray other than just selling roofs because we're not short of roofing companies in Houston. We're not short of roofing companies in Texas, but we are short on setting that bar a little higher, getting a little more of an upgrade, not even just quality wise, but tech wise, being a little more with the times and speaking to the generations of the age, you know group of 30 somethings, 20. 20- somethings even a lot of 20 somethings own their own homes right now and it's just pretty eye opening and you need to speak to those people and stay current yeah long answer it was nuts but I'm so happy that we did it and it all just worked out in the way that we really couldn't even have imagined and blew up a lot faster than we, than we thought we got such great reception to our whole logo and the feel of our brand and our digital presence
1: I love that you guys saw an opportunity in the marketplace of what everyone else was doing wrong. And you guys found a way to take that and fix the problem and start a company where everything is done right. I absolutely love that. And everything has meaning and intention behind it. It's not just like any decision that you're making. Everything that you do, it's being done intentionally. And that is so important.
2: Yes, there's a lot of thought that goes into half of the things that actually get executed you know there's so many things that get put on the table and discussed and thrown out that we spend months on and a lot of research on and a lot of time and effort and emotion in and we just have to realize what's best for the company what's going to work right now we had to like really tailor back is such a thing he'll probably say it as well as growing too fast And you just add that much complexity into your company and it just, it just pulls on everybody. And so we really did have to like go back and go, all right, let's focus more on residential. Let's focus more on training. Let's focus more on our employee handbooks. And, you know, you just, those, those are the core things that actually help a company be successful. Yes, you can sell roofs all day, but the, can you do it the right way? Can you do it the smart way, the educated way? You'll just see it, you'll last if you have right training and you have the right people. It's gonna, it takes a while. And for us, we've, we are no short of running into our little speed bumps. Uh, along the way to, you know, really teach us those lessons. And luckily they happen sooner than later. And we're kind of like, oh, guess that's not going to work. You know, let's, let's go back to the drawing board. And we're just very, very persistent and very open to change. That's a really hard thing to do. And I believe the construction industry as a whole, even though you see state-of-the-art architectural buildings going up or just new innovative types of ways of doing things on the final end.
1: And I think that's great. The other thing you share that I think is really important is being open-minded to change, right? Being open to different ideas and different things and being open-minded. I think the companies and business owners in 2022 that are going to be open-minded are the ones that are really going to thrive. And I think the ones that are going to be stuck in their old ways and old ways of thinking they're gonna get left behind because honestly, things are changing so quickly now. When it comes to marketing, when it comes to building a personal brand, when it comes to lead generation and even sales in the sales process, everything is so different, and it changes so quickly. Nothing is the same. And you know businesses that are frowning upon platforms like TikTok and YouTube, They're, they're not going to make it because, you know, these platforms are no longer just for teenagers. These platforms like TikTok, they're for adults and they're for serious minded business owners that are running million dollar companies. And that's an amazing thing.
2: It's the mindset of everyone behind all that, that can either hold the project back or prevent it from actually being what it originally needed to be or could have progressed into. And so we are very open to you know having low ego in that sense, that him and myself and our team are just amazing team that we have of A players right now. It took a little while to find them, but we did, and we're so lucky to have them. And we want them to always feel like they have a say. It's their company too. They work at a company where they are heard, where they're respected, and they play a major role in the success of it. And we always,
1: always make sure that they know that. And that's really important. That's important for retaining a quality team, because one of the reasons why people leave companies is they leave because they don't feel appreciated. They don't feel like their opinions count. And I feel like the atmosphere and environment that you're creating It's almost like they're part of the family in a way where it's like we're all in it together. We're all in it for the bigger cause of the organization, the company winning. And I think that's going to be more money and more success for everyone and not just the people that are at the top. And I think that creates a really great culture. And I love that you guys are doing that. So now I really want to dive in and talk to you about what it's like For you, being a female leader in a male-dominated industry, right? Roofing is primarily a male-dominated industry, and it has been for many decades. So let's talk a little bit about the stereotypes and what was it like for you? How are you greeted when, you know, you would show up to someone's home to give a consultation or to get on the roof and inspect the roof? And were people welcoming? Were they not? What obstacles did you face? What was their reaction when they found out that you are a founder of a roofing company?
2: Well, it's, it never gets old that I can tell you the, the reactions. I get them from all ends of the spectrum. It's kind of my favorite part of my job is the surprise factor. I love if I have put a lot of time and studying, and learning and like I just put a lot of effort into doing my job well and above par you know that I get to have those little wow factors there every time I go to start another job or introduce myself to another potential client networking you know I have a very bubbly personality I'm kind of a little short kind of a tiny Female and in a very male, like you said, male dominated industry. And people always assume I just, I run the books and, and which is hard by the way, I, I do, but you know, that I am only in reception or I'm only answering the phones or I'm not in the field, basically. It's, it's just my favorite. So about a year ago, I was still answering the phones. So I would answer the phone and I would make sure to tell them like, oh, by the way, I'm the owner. So you're talking to the owner, hands-on, we'll take care of you. And they would always ask, okay, so who's coming out to do the inspection? And I would say me and they were like, oh, okay. You know, a little confused and I would show up and they were, they'd be like, hi, you know, and they tell me everything they needed done. And we talk about that and then they'd go, okay, so are you just taking pictures and someone's going to come get on the roof? And I was like, no, I'm going to get on the roof. And I have a a tiny little mini Cooper. And so they're like, where's your ladder? And I'm like, watch this. And I have like a telescopic ladder that can go from like two feet tall to 14. And they're just like blown away. They're like, what is going on here? (laughs) Like I expected a guy in boots with a F-150 with a ladder rack on top to show up and pitch me how I should go with their company. And not only am I the owner, but I'm also getting on the roof. I'm also estimating Joel, my husband and I were running our deals from very beginning to very end. It was very exhausting, but very rewarding. And I'm glad that we did that because it, gives us that appreciation that we will never forget. You know, we're still very hands-on. Joel and I will still have our own clients that we do from beginning to end, that we take care of and cater, but everybody that we have in position to help us, to help the company, our production team, our office administrator, our project managers, we're not on site at 6.30 in the morning setting up our netting system anymore. And it just blows our minds, you know, that we could just sleep until seven sometimes if our daughter lets us. But it's something that I really love that actually in the last couple of years, people have told me, oh yeah, I had another roofer come out and give me a bid. And it was a female as well. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Or an insurance claims adjuster, like a field adjuster will come out whenever you file a claim and they will inspect your roof. And I've run into three or four that are women. And it's just, it's like this great little like high five powwow whenever you see them. Like, yeah, girl, you know, break those barriers. Do what you want. If you're good at it, do it.
1: You know what, Laura, you guys should have like a monthly meetup for fabulous female roofers and then the guys can get together and you can discuss what it's like to be you know roofers and you know mastermind I think that would be amazing and by the way I just had this vision of you getting out of the mini cooper getting the ladder out and the look on the guy's face and you've got to go write this down right now because I just got an idea this can be one of your tiktok videos and I'm telling you it's gonna go viral because people love that surprise element when it comes to reels. And even if you don't have someone to use, you can get someone to play the actor, somebody on your team, and they can look surprised when they see you pulling the ladder out of your Mini Cooper and here you are all smiling and ready to get up on the roof. And I think that that content is something that people are gonna love They're going to end up saving it they're going to end up sharing it they're going to end up tagging other people and i just have a feeling that it's going to go viral so definitely make sure that that's one of the reels that you're going to do as far as your marketing plan and i also see you as being the brand ambassador for true works roofing because not only are you the boss but you're also a powerful female leader that's not afraid to get her hands dirty and do the job there's nothing that you're not willing to do. And I think there's a lot of power in that. Because when people see you climbing up on the roof, and they see you doing everything that everyone else is doing, they can't hold anything against you anymore for being female, they can't say, well, how am I going to trust this female to go do the job because you've proven to them that you can do the job. And I love that. And I mean, honestly, most females would be scared to get up on a roof. So, you know, that's not really the norm. I think a lot of females would be scared to get up on the roof. And when you do it and you do it so confidently, I think that's very powerful. You know, the stereotypes are changing very, very slowly, but they are changing, which is good. But. You know, I'm just curious, what advice do you have for others in terms of how can people really reverse the stereotypes that have been existing for decades, and not just pertaining to the roofing industry, but in general, like the stereotypes that are put towards females and female leaders, and even the fact that a lot of female leaders are not getting paid what their counterparts are in corporate America. So what do you think about all of that?
2: I mean, it's really only as important as you make it. And that can go both ways. So if female equality is something that is just runs in your blood and you feel down to your core, I do. But I also feel the same way about if you let it be just a bad sour taste in your mouth, that it's just this negative thing then I think it starts to give it this power that you're giving it. It's actually like doing the opposite of what you want. Obviously wages, you got to do more than just say, hey, I want to get paid the same. That's that's a little more intricate. But as far as seeing yourself in an industry that is predominantly male or historically been, been a male-dominated industry, it's just getting over the the gender thing. If it really physically doesn't matter, then just go for it. It's a thing of confidence and and I think that with our female generations going forward are really starting to come into their own at like a younger age. There's a lot, especially with the internet and everybody being able to be seen by millions of people if they feel like at any given moment, people can be seen, people can be heard. Thoughts can come from that if you're vocalizing things like that, when you find people that feel the same way as you that you may have never met because they live on the other end of the world, but that share your interests, it helps with the confidence level of you going, all right, I am going to ask for that promotion. Yeah, all the people in those positions are in those, you know, board meetings are men, but they need this perspective and it's not female in the sense of what would housewives like and how can we sell to them because you're not that it's just as a person and I just feel like we are a little more open to change and it it seems it's it's a give and take now you know it's like we're speaking up about it it's like a business meeting you're trying to sell a product almost if you want to get uh nitty gritty with it but it's like hey I'm great for this position I can do it just as well as you I am female but look you just actually perform whether they are male or female That's what it is. Or if you can just be a valued employee and part of the team and bring a lot to the table, that's on you. Like that's on what you want as a personal goal. I really don't think it has anything to do with gender. There are some lines to cross there, but I'm just really glad that there are a a lot more like-minded females like myself that just go into it and go, I can be great at that not just because there's no females or very, very few. It's just like, this is sales. I'm great at sales. I've been doing sales for 15 plus years in a different field, but I've been training my whole life to run a roofing company and I never really knew it until I dipped my toes in and said, all right, well, this is gonna challenge me in a lot of different areas that I've never explored. And I loved that challenge, doing something new, adding something more on top of my salesman attitude. So it's been very, very rewarding, very hard, very hard and very testing. But it it really is once you kind of like get over these little hills, over these goals and these little, I almost think of them as obstacles, even though they are positive goals, it's something I've never done before. And once I do it, it's like, how can I do that better? You know, now that I've got that in my pocket. How can I just blow it out of the water and not just because I'm female, but I love that I am female and I can represent that kind of mindset and also let other females know that they can do that as well.
1: I love that, Laura. To me, it's all about empowering other females as well, because you're setting yourself as the perfect example of how other female leaders can lead and how they can lead with intention and how they can lead with integrity how they can lead with confidence and it's that confidence that allows others to believe in you because it's contagious all right so when you started true roofing you know day 1 like think back to that day but now you know so much more than you did when you first opened your doors right and i think that's because you're open to learning you're open to making mistakes, and you're open to continuing to grow and develop. And I think those are the characteristics that are really essential for success. Because when it comes to being a business owner, I think there are certain characteristics and traits that some business owners don't have. And when they don't have the ability to believe in themselves to begin with, I think that's what it starts with. I think it starts with that and starts with confidence, especially if you're a female, I'm sure like confidence is essential. And I'm sure there's times when everyone goes through a phase when they're not confident and maybe they don't have all the answers and maybe they don't know everything, but that's okay because as long as they're willing to continue to learn and expand and grow, which is one thing that you're a firm believer of, that's all that matters, right? And when you think about running um, your own company, was there a time in your life when there was a man and he said something to you that either wasn't appropriate or you just felt like it was a comment that, you know, shouldn't have been said? And do you have a situation or story where you had to put someone in their place? There's there's plenty.
2: Being in a service industry, you get A lot of that. I think I've actually been really, just me personally, been pretty good about taking things with a grain of salt because I look at the perspective, the bigger picture. It's like this person's just going through their own stuff. They're using me as a way to make themselves feel better because they don't feel complete somewhere else or at their job. So you get all different types of reasons why you would be interacting with people in that service industry. And that's what you have to think of it as. It's like, it's not me. But getting getting used to that and brushing it off after about fifteen years, it's still not like okay because I've got more of a backbone, I guess you would say now. But I do and, and that goes back to what we were talking about whenever I show up at people's doors. I I do get the surprise, wow, this is awesome. And then sometimes I get a you can't do this. Like, what are you what are you gonna do? Like What, are you going to get up there and build my roof? You know, like you're just a little tiny female. And I just have to basically use all of my knowledge, all of my research, everything that I've learned to assure them that I'm a professional and that nobody else is going to take care of them better than I will, than our company will. And these are the reasons why. And so I cannot stress education enough. You can never learn enough, whether you go to a four-year college, whether you do continued education, whether you pick up a a language app and study at night, you know, there's just no reason to never be learning because it will benefit you. It will keep your mind going. It will, it'll put things into perspective and, and help you like push things back and just like not give you enough time to dwell on things that stress you out or people that stress you out. And not, not saying that I don't have that still, but it just, it really, if you don't have the time to sit around and think about it and you're joyfully filling your mind, not with busy work, but with things that actually fulfill you, that's what it's about. I mean, I do a lot of yoga and I do different aspects of yoga. I don't do just one type and like, I don't do really hot yoga. I don't do just slow flow yoga. I don't do just Tai Chi because I'm not the same person every day. I'm not in the same mood. Some days I feel I wake up and I'm depleted and tired. And then other days I want to just go run five miles or something. So those things, being able to like focus my energy in that has helped um, a lot with starting a business. Actually, you know, it's a different, it's something that I can differentiate myself. I'm not just a business owner. I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a wife. I mean, I enjoy more than anything, being those three things in, in my life, but you have to take that time for yourself. Otherwise, you know, if you can't be that for yourself, you can't be that for anybody else. To answer that, I don't have one specific just because it's, it's just happened a lot. But that education part is where I really just blow everybody out of the water and they get my respect right there and know, okay, I called the right people. All right, let's go do your thing. I I trust you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Respect is earned. And, you know, when you show them, I think they slowly begin to change their perception of you. I think they're like, wait, wait a minute. You know, she actually knows what she's talking about. She's very knowledgeable. She's very articulate, right? She's very organized. And I think that's the beauty of it because then you're selling on the value that you provide And the value that you bring to the table. And that's an amazing thing. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. All right. One last question. What are you most excited about for 2022? Everything. We've got so many
2: ideas. It's so great to know that even though we are a newer company and this will be going into our second year, I I feel like every year is still going to be like the fresh new year you know, for a company, I feel like we're just going to always be ever changing. We always, me and my husband are always sitting down and I mean, just going, what if we do this? What if we do this? And then kind of putting it into timelines and going, how can we achieve this? What do we need to do to get to this? Should we table it and put it for next year? And so we've got stuff for 2023, 2024, and we do great things with our goals as we do timelines. So we do like a three year, a five year goal, one year, three months, 90 days you know, and so we just, as long as you're coming back to those and going, okay, did I achieve it? What could I have done better? I really still want to do this goal. Or you want to realign your goals, just having it like tangible on a piece of paper where you can actually just see, and it doesn't all just live in your head. You know, you actually manifest it on a piece of paper and give yourself a timeline. It's just worked wonders. And I mean, a, a bit of advice for anybody, but especially homeowners, but even in your personal life is if you have something that you're not taking the time, it's like, I got into such a bad habit of saying, I don't have enough time for that. I don't have enough time for that. I don't have enough time. My day's too busy. I don't have enough time. And it's just not true. Like we do have enough time from since you've been born, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. It didn't change on you. And you have to take that time I had to start telling myself and saying out loud, I didn't make time to do that. I didn't make time to research this today. I didn't make time to go run this errand today. I didn't make time to do the laundry, which I definitely didn't make time to do. But putting it in like any type of phone calendar, anything on your computer that will give you a block out, it will block you out. It will send you reminders. Hey, you gave yourself an hour to work on this now's your time. You're not doing anything else for just an hour. You got seven more hours or however many hours your day is. Mine's usually like 15, but it's, it's really, really helped me a lot with getting a lot of things done. So to go back, I mean, we just, we really do have a lot of in the works that have traveled over big projects, big ideas, big expansions, networking with really great, just top of the line, cutting edge technology for roofing systems. It's just, we don't want to live in the past anymore. And we want to make all of these amazing products. And I say tangible again, tangible, literally bringing the samples to these homeowners and and being their hub of information. Like here, we're a trusted source. You don't have to just Google all day. We don't have to just give you the brand names and go here, do your own research. We've done it for you and we back it with our company. We have a lot of synthetics that are roofing systems that are just, it's like, why would you do anything else? We do a lot of asphalt. We have a great, great, great asphalt company that we work with that is the only one that we work with. We don't work with any other ones. And we love their, they're the best in the business for asphalt, but it's almost, we're almost kind of thinking like, why, why does, why do people keep putting asphalt on their roof? Like do something that's just going to last. You don't got to worry about anymore. You know, it ups the resale value of your home. It's eco-friendly, you know, it's amazing. And so heartwarming to know that so much of our clientele that matters being eco-friendly and going a little more green and, and we just we take greener options in these fields things that have recycled materials in it and that give off co you know co2 emissions and i love that it gets me that excited to learn about things like that and when we meet that clientele that does get just as excited as we do it's like game over i'm just like yes this is why we do it i want all of our clients or potential clients or anybody that's going to watch this To know like in any field, if you're coordinating with somebody in exchange for business, you need somebody's help. It is just so important that they teach you at least five to six things in your first meeting. If they tell you everything you already know or don't tell you anything at all, it's just it it just shouldn't feel right. And you should always with such a big investment like a roof, you know, those are... It goes in, it can go into like six digits sometimes, you know, it just depends. These are all big investments for any homeowner and it's big construction. It's agonizing. It's stressful. It can be. And that's why we always keep that consumer mentality is how can we make this stress-free as much as possible? How can we like make sure all their documents are in one place so they don't have to worry about it? We send their insurance agent an email that has all of their premium reductions because of the type of shingle they put on their roof. They don't even know that they can do that. And we educate them and let them know, Hey, yes, you can save on your insurance premiums annually. And I'm sure everybody in America would like to pay less in homeowner sh- insurance. And they're like, wow. And what do I have to do? I'm like, nothing. We do it for you. And they're like, Oh my, thank you. You know? And I get this like nice, like sigh of relief, this drop in the shoulders kind of tone from everybody and I love that like I love it cuz nobody calls a roofing company and is like happy to call a roofing company and it's it's that customer service that comes into play so important you know and when when I can get that sigh of relief I used to tell people whenever I would answer the phone I go all right take a deep breath <laughs> and I just hear him and I go all right we're going to help you through this I'm going to tell you step by step I'm going to really break it down into very, very easy steps. And it is, it doesn't have to be hard, I guess, that a client will call me and I'm like the third roofing company or I'm the first and they're very defensive. And it's because like the roofing industry is such a bad rap. Construction in general does because it's a necessity. One of my really good friends, she owns her own roofing company and it's just crazy. You were talking about I'm getting people together in the industry. That's kind of what we do. We have lunch and we just talk roof because we're both females in the industry. I and mean, her counterpart doesn't really understand. She is doing the same thing. She wants to do that as well. And I'm like, yeah, let's just, let's, we're on the right track. We're getting so much pushback from the industry cuz it's they don't want change it's been working very very well for them to do things the old way. So, I like I like challenging the stereotype and really just blowing people's minds all the time.
1: <laughs> I can see your passion. You're so passionate about what you're building and what you're creating and you're definitely going to be the leader in the space when it comes to roofing. So, I'm super excited for you guys and it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to share?
2: I think we nailed it all. All the good points. All the things that I think anybody Googling or searching and trying to learn more, the questions that they would have and the reassurances that, hey, there's there's good guys out there. There's a lot of great, great roofing companies out there. There's a lot of great construction and it is just about doing your own research, which is great. And if they don't, knowing that, hey, I'm going to figure that out for you. I'll be sure to, you know, get that to you as soon as possible. And you feel like a priority because you are, you're what drives the business. You are the client. You are the most important thing to that company. And I think all of those points were touched on. And I hope this is some reassurance to anybody looking to get a new roof, brand new, old repairs. We do repairs all the time. I tell people all the time, I said, I'm not going to sell you a complete roof if you don't need it. There's nothing worse than seeing a perfectly good roof, but we have a whole repair division just for that. No, you don't need one right now, but I did see some concerning things. You know, we'll provide you with a quote. We give a one-year workmanship warranty on repairs, which a lot of people don't. We have the best crew, the best repair team. It's just we're, we're very blessed with everybody that is come across our paths. And I like to think it has a little to do with our values and our ideas of where we want to take the company. And we've found people that want to be on board with that like-mindedly. And we do really treat it as a family. We treat our clients like family. I know a lot of people do say that, but we do. We take it from the consumer point of view I know their dog's names, I know the neighbors, and you get to know them over the phone, but it's when you meet them that it's great for both parts, I think. I learn a lot, they learn a lot, and
1: I think everybody continues to benefit from it. Well, thank you, and I know you guys are going to have an amazing 2022. It's going to be one of the best years ever for your business, and even personally as well, I'm convinced of that. And I'm super excited for everything that's going to come in 2022 for you, for me, for all of our listeners. And I wanted to thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me. It was, it was a blast.
1: Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you
0: found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com and follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is marketing expert and also join her mesmerizing marketing club also on Clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing.